Good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church on the first Sunday of 2024. Thank you for coming out here on this really rainy Sunday. And for those of you who are joining us online from the comfort of your homes, a warm welcome to you as well. Um, please take a moment to greet one another. So you could turn to your neighbors, give them a wave, give them a smile. If you're online, you could also type into the chat a greeting, and our moderator will be also there to respond to your uh, chats. Now we start today's service on a somewhat somber note. For those of you who haven't heard the news, uh, Molly has passed away yesterday at 3 p.m. Now Molly was a dear member of our community. She was a friendly face, uh, uh, always helpful, setting up communion, setting up the chairs for so many years, and a prayer warrior as well in our midst. So she will be very much missed. And um, the funeral details we'll share later. Um, there'll be something this afternoon. But in spite of that, I mean, her life was definitely a testimony to your love that poured through her. And in that love, we are still here today. And we affirm your goodness in all things, whether the difficult times in our lives, the good times in our lives. Lord, you are good. And so in that, may we prepare our hearts for worship today. Um, please rise in body or in spirit and join me in the call to worship. Come, walk in green pastures. We, we follow, follow the, the shepherd. shepherd. Come, lie down in green pastures. We, we trust, trust the, the shepherd. Come, dine at the table of abundance. We, we are, are fed, fed by, by the, the shepherd. shepherd. Come, dwell in God's house. We live in the shepherd's care. Loving shepherd, you know our names. You care for us. When we face darkness and death, walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us at your table. May we dwell in the house of goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. Amen. May I now invite you to remain standing and join our worship team as we sing praise and worship. Good morning, everyone. In fact, I will invite you all to sit down today. <laughs> today, let's take this morning to just immerse in worship, to bask in God's love, Even while sitting down, you can worship with your being, with your all. But for those who need time to rest, take this time to rest. You can take this time to listen to the songs, to pray for someone, especially for this new year. give you that time to just sit. Start the year with rest.
first song, Goodness of God. I remembered when we sang this song once, I could hear someone singing so loudly from the back, declaring her love for God, declaring His faithfulness. That was our dear friend Molly. She's always been fierce in her love for God. Brave and fearless. In Israel, on a boat in the Sea of Galilee, she was dancing to oceans, a song. Let us start this year with that bravery, that fearlessness to declare our love for God and to just say, you know what, God, I love you. Guide me through this year. Let's take this chance to talk to Him, to ask Him to fill us, lead us in His ways.
You are close like no other I've known you as a savior I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God Let's sing all my life And all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good and every breath that i am able oh i will sing of the goodness of
the goodness of God Let's sing all my life And all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yes, I will sing of the goodness of God.
you but failed to before you you silence the boast of sin and grace the heavens roaring the praise of your glory for you are raised to life again you have no no equal now and forever God you reign and yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory yours is the name above all names what a beautiful name beautiful name it is what a beautiful name You call me, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail, and there I find you in the mystery, an ocean steep. My faith will stand And I 
trust is without borders let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me take me deeper take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior Spirit lead me Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me Take us deeper Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior Spirit lead me Spirit lead me Where my trust is without borders Let me walk upon the waters Wherever you would call me And take me deeper Than my feet could ever wander And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior And I will call upon your name And keep my eyes above the waves When oceans rise My soul will rest in your embrace For I Will you join me in prayer? God of love and goodness, we thank you for the past year, and we thank you for the gift of this new year. Your love continues to transform us. How could your love and goodness do anything but move us towards growth and transformation. As we sink our roots into your love this year, as we learn what it means to be authentic and vulnerable, what it means to be wounded healers in a world that is broken, help us to live and love better and more wholeheartedly. We confess that there are times, God, we chase after those powerful moments of encounter with you. And we lose sight of what happens after those encounters that we have with you. 
We forget that living out the transformation you began in us continues in the days and the weeks and the months after, and that is our joint work with you. Help us, Lord, live out the fullness of our lives, these lives and this gift that you've given us. Help us to leave behind the old and to live out the new. And today, as we think about the passing of our dear sister Molly, even as we mourn her passing, God, we celebrate and give thanks for her life and her love. Her love for you, her persevering love for this church, her love for each one of us. And how she loved us, how she cared for us, how she prayed for so many of us. And God, we thank you for the gift of her life and how she has blessed us in this community in so many ways. And God, today we remember and celebrate her because she has been such a gift to us. And we pray that even with this passing, that even as she's now safe in your arms, no more suffering, no more tears, God, I pray that you will continue to help us to be inspired, to be encouraged by all that she's done for us, for all the prayers that she had prayed for us, God. We pray that those prayers will continue to take shape and to help us as a community to grow in you. You know that that was her greatest desire, to see many in this community rise up, to love you more, to serve you more. And so God, as a community, we pray that you help us to lift up to the prayers that she has prayed for us. And so now, God, as we move into this new year, we want to wholeheartedly commit this year to you, commit our lives to you, commit our time, our energy, our resources, and who we are. God, continue to move in us, move through us, so that our world may truly experience your love and your transformation in every way. As we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. I know it's a somber day, um, and um, yeah, there's a lot of emotions going around. David started today's service saying, you know, um, that we are in a somber mood, and I want to take some of the time um, to share a little um, more about Molly, right? And I see many people who are newcomers uh, and many people who are not here long enough to get to know Molly because um, in the past year, she came less and less often as she fought with cancer. 
And I want to ask um, for your patience, uh, those of you who are new, to allow us to remember her today. And I hope that through this um, remembering, that you'll also be touched by how, as a community, we are connected to one another. Um, a lot of things surprised me this morning. Um, uh, the call to worship was one that, that, that really jumped up because um, for you... For those of you who do not know, and even some of you who are involved in, in the service, right, um, you, you may not realize that we rotate through the liturgies every Sunday. Right? And this morning, the, the call to worship is based on Psalm 23. And why is this so significant? It was because yesterday afternoon when um, Kin was breathing, uh, no, when Molly was breathing her last, Kin was by her side, uh, Kin and Mitch. And, but Kin, didn't, Kin shared she didn't know what to do. Right, um, and, and I was rushing down. I, I just got a car and I was rushing down um, and driving over. Um, and so, Kin just read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. So this morning when the call to worship popped up, I went like, oh wow, you know. Um, I feel that these are the prompts and the connections and the, the glimpses or that God is showing me in some ways um, of how we, are, how we are connected in some way and how God is present. Even the words, right? A lot of things that Pauline prayed just now, I'm like, how do you know the exact words that I will, I will use in the sermon? Because you haven't seen the script yet. And how do you know that certain words jumped up at me? Because those are the words I, I'm using later. Um, but I'm, also, I'm, I'm continually reminded of how... Um, God is showing me that I'm here. I got you. Don't worry. Right? And also, this is a teaching moment. For those of you who might be present with someone who is ill and possibly dying, I'll just leave you with this. Psalm 23 is one of the, go one of the good go-to psalms to read to someone, to bring them peace, to comfort them in that moment. Right? Um, and this is, the, you know, if there's the greatest hits of, of, of requests, right, as a chaplain in the hospital, Psalm 23 wins hands down. I mean, it, I mean, I have not been asked to read other passages. Psalm 23 was almost always the one that people asked for me to read to them. And the, the interesting thing is that when I read to them, they actually can recite the psalm themselves. Then in my mind, why are they asking me to read for them when they can recite it? But it's comforting to hear someone else saying it to, to them, I, I think. And so I want to invite you to, to take this knowledge with you. One day it might be helpful and useful. Uh, and so you do not panic when, when you are there with someone and they need comfort, you know, if they are ill in, in hospital and, and read the Psalm 23 to them. I want to invite you all to have a moment of silence for Molly. Those of you who knew her, I want to invite you to call to mind one memory of her, right? Um, and I will tell you that it is not that it may not necessarily be a good memory. I what comes to mind is that you always scold me. Yes, I'm the one who is always scolding Molly, right? It is the scolding um, like a like a parent in some way, oddly, um, like someone who really cares and loves and and. Um, that's what I remember, you know, of our relationship. Uh, not just that, but that was one of the things that popped up, you know, the, the me almost acting like a parent um, in the past year. So I invite you to call to mind your memory 
of Mali. Thank you. Molly has gone home to be with God, free from pain and illness at last. So God, our Creator, dismiss your servant Molly in peace according to your word. Molly's journey on this earth has ended, but ours continue. And we begin this year in the season of Epiphany. Yesterday was Epiphany, um, While well, in Singapore, many of us will go, ah, what's an epiphany? Ah? Um, it is a major feast day in Europe, right? Uh, and it comes after the 12 days of Christmas. And it commemorates the visit of the Magi paying homage to the baby Jesus. Last week, I gave you all a break from answering questions on Menti. Today, I want you to invite all of you to participate in Menti. And a lot of the newcomers were, what's Menti? Menti is an app um, that's online that allows you to interact with um, the questions I ask and you key in the answers and we can see it all there. And so you can either scan the QR code or go to fcc.li slash menti um, to um, log into it. So I invite you, know, because I, I see quite a few new people, invite you to participate. Don't worry, it's totally anonymous. Um, it is a way of you allowing you to interact so that um, you gain something more than just sitting there and listening to me um, say, you know, um, preach. You know. Um, but the participation also enriches all of us as well. So log into, um, you know, go to your browser, fcc.li slash mentee. Uh, because a lot of this, today's sermon, a lot of it will rely on the interaction that we have with Menti. Right. Today, I want to, So, um, all in already. Uh, anyone needs that QR code again? No need. Okay. If you don't know, then ask the person beside you because there are a lot of uh, FCC folks who have already been used to the FCC.li slash Menti. Let us pray. God... May the words from my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. So today, I want to talk about the journey the wise ones made following that star that guided them to Bethlehem. I see their journey as a pilgrimage, right? So that's the title of today's sermon. I want to ask you first, your mentee straight away, What's the difference between a holiday trip and a pilgrimage? You know, a lot of you, me included, just came back from a holiday. You know, we took vacations in the, at the end of the year. You know, so many people went Japan. So many people went Taiwan for the countdown. It was almost like half of the friends I know on Facebook uh, countdown. Everyone sent the, you know, the one, Taipei 101 fireworks, right? And Happy New Year. Yeah. But what's the difference between a holiday trip and a pilgrimage? The purpose. Purpose law, one is more reflective. Okay, I have no idea. Very honest answer. The mindset. 
the objective of the trip is different. The pilgrim, okay, pilgrimage is guided and directed by an intention to move closer towards God. This person very <laughs> like <laughs> very good. Ding, ding. Pilgrimage is a visit to a holy place for the purpose of spiritual growth. Okay? I would I would invite you to think about it's not necessarily just a holy place. Oftentimes we think that oh, only must go to a holy place, then we can can you know it's a pilgrimage, right? Pilgrimage is much more than that. Um, pilgrimage has a spiritual element. Yes. Purpose, mindset, objectives, aims. Finding peace with oneself versus finding peace with God. Uh, yes, maybe, but I think holiday trip sometimes is not finding peace. Uh. Traveling is a whole lot of stress uh, very often. And given uh, a lot of the incidents uh, recently with the, you know, um, with the, the plane um, uh, incident uh, in Japan, it can be a very stressful time. It may not necessarily be finding peace. Surrender. Pilgrimage is a destination that is the focal point of the journey. Holiday is noir. Hmm. Spiritual search versus fun, yes. A fun break and the other is meditative learning and growth. Holidays for fun, pilgrimage for reflection and growth. Pilgrimages has to be in a place of spiritual significance associated with previous holy persons or saints. Um, that's possible one, um, but I think that I will, I will point out the, the, what is pilgrimage is to grow closer to God and, or walk in someone's footsteps. We are always in pilgrimage in life. Hmm? You, you always give the answers away. Huh? An intentional journey set apart to God, the process and end destination are important. Hmm. Understanding yourself versus understanding God. Yes, sometimes we take holidays to understand ourselves. Fulfillment of a yearning for something sacred. So, I think that that very, a lot of you identified the intention is very important. Right? A pilgrimage has a very specific intention about growth, spiritual growth. Um, and it's, and it's not, a holiday, on the other hand, is to relax, to unwind, to have fun, to spend time with family or friends. Right? But a pilgrimage is a journey about seeking and searching. So it just happens that Wikipedia has one of the better definitions for pilgrimage. A pilgrimage is a journey often to an unknown or foreign place where a person goes in search of a new or expanded meaning about their self, others, nature, or higher good through this experience. It can lead to personal transformation after which the pilgrim returns to their daily life. That's the Wikipedia definition. And I think that that's uh, quite fitting, right? Of course, the, uh, the Wikipedia, Wikipedia definition is more expansive. When we talk about a Christian journey, it's about seeking God and seeking you know, to be closer to God in some ways. Uh, while here, they use a, a, a more broad term, right? Like higher good, right? Now, I went to a pilgrimage to Iona. Yes, I went for the retreat, but Iona is a place of... Um, um, or pilgrimage for more than a thousand years, 1,400 years, I think. Um, it has always been a pilgrimage destination. And I was there to seek something, transformation or answers, and then return back to the daily life here. And so this is the... Uh, one of the things that I want to highlight is Iona is beautiful. 
This is a picture of uh, of the bay. You know, I, I'm on Iona, looking out to the scene, to the um, to the areas around this Isle of Mao. And the sunrises were wonderful to behold. But I think that there are many sunrises and sunsets I've seen at different places that were also as amazing. And there's no place in Iona that I'll say was so spectacular that or astonishingly beautiful, or in today's lingo, Instagrammable, that people go there to take picture of that place. There are many places in the world where you know, tourists flock to, and then you know, really, really, you know, just to take one picture with that beautiful scenery somehow. Iona doesn't have any of that, in my opinion. It's beautiful, but there's nothing that stands out. And that's why it's not a destination where people flock to to, have, to capture a picture. And I think that's important, right? Because the, the purpose is different. The beauty is in a way that doesn't um, distract us when we are there for our search, right? And I'll tell you, getting there to Ayuna is not easy. And I didn't start from Singapore. Uh, I start from Glasgow, uh, and I didn't even fly into Glasgow, I flew into London and then I took the train up. So from Glasgow, I have to take the train, you know, the purple little line all the way, four hours of train ride, to um, Oban. And from Oban, I have to take a 30-minute ferry across to the Isle of Mao. And then I have to wait for a bus journey that's about one and a half hours, I think. Um, from one end of, no, from Oban, one end to the tip of, the other end, um, the, the bus that only runs twice a day in winter. Uh, and then from there, I have to take another 10-minute ferry to cross over to Isle of Iona. So all together from Glasgow to Iona, I took uh, the 821 train and I only arrived 10 hours later on Isle of Iona. It was not even though I'm not the one driving, even though I'm just sitting down, it was a tiring journey. But that journey too allowed me to have time to reflect, to think, and to prepare as I got closer and closer to my destination. There are so many unknowns. Will I find what I'm looking for? Who will I meet along the way? What will happen along the way? As it isn't that very similar to our own lives, not when we are on a pilgrimage, right? Our lives are also journeys where we wonder what we'll be surprised. There's very, there are a lot of things that are beyond our control. Rain is one of them, you know, like this morning. Pauline shared before that pilgrimages are, both, are journeys both external and internal. And while right now we cannot take an external journey together, right, I want to invite you to take an intentional internal journey this year as a faith community. We journey together. Well, in, didn't we do that last year? You know, didn't we have a team that we will go and journey together towards growth and all that? Yes. But I want to be specific in this invitation today. Because in our annual Church Pulse survey last year, we see responses saying that I am not growing spiritually. And unfortunately, that survey is anonymous, right? And we cannot follow up and ask someone, what do they mean by they are not growing spiritually? 
And we cannot follow up to help them grow spiritually. Because if I knew, then I could ask questions and follow up and give recommendations and walk along that per- alongside that person for that person to grow. So specifically, I want to ask you that same question, right? I want to ask you first, did you grow spiritually in 2023? And it's okay to say no. I want to ask because we want to have a starting point, right? Um, And be honest about it so we can get another power survey, right? An overview right now, a a screenshot, you know, where we are. And then we can move to what we want to do for this year as we start off the very first Sunday of 2024. Right, yeah, I'll leave. I'll give you some more time to catch up uh, because I think some people um, there's a lag in our YouTube broadcast, so this allows our friends who are online um, to join in as well. So we have a one is to two um, ratio, right? You know, 22 said yes and nine said no, and I hope that we are able to move everyone. You know, to at the end of 20, this year, 2024, we are able to get more people saying more. Pro- Proportionally, more people saying, I grew spiritually in 2024, right? And we want to invest our time, energy into doing that and be very specific about it. Okay, not moving already. Okay, I'm going to ask the next question. And it might sound like a silly question. Do you want to grow spiritually in 2024? Isn't it a rather strange question? It shouldn't... I'm not, I'm asking, right? So there are three people who say no. Great. Because if you say no, then, you know, and if you didn't grow spiritually in 2024, that's fine. Because there's intention and the intention matched the outcome. If you did not choose to want to grow and you didn't grow, that's fine. I ask it also because I think about Jesus asking the man by the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5. He asked the man who has been ill for 38 years, do you want to be made well? And it's a very strange question to ask somebody who has been ill sitting by the side of the pool that is supposed to be bring a healing pool. Because that's why he's there. He's lying there because the pool has supposed to have magical properties and when it stirs up and the first person who gets in gets healed. That's why he's been hanging out by the pool for 38 years or for so long, right? But Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? Do you all know... Do you, and I think some of you have heard me preach on this before. Do you remember what's the, the man's answer to Jesus? It wasn't yes or no. I'll flip back huh, to my slides out of order, but I'll flip back. Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm making my way there, someone steps down ahead of me. What does this answer represent? 
this answer is one that is not just... Jesus asked a yes or no question, but he gave the reasons why he has not been healed. And what did Jesus say after that? Stand up, take up your mat and walk. Traditional interpretation of what Jesus said is that Jesus commanding him and healing him immediately that he gets to stand up, take up his mat and walk, which he did thereafter. But I suspect there's something else more here. Because Jesus is telling him, stand up, take up your mat and walk, is that your healing, the man's healing, requires his own effort as well. Requires him to take ownership of his, uh, of his, of his condition and his desire to, to be healed and own it. Yes, I want to be healed. And then, as he stands up, that all, you know, then God can help him. The Holy Spirit can help him take the few steps and, and bring about that healing. Our spiritual growth requires us to get up, take up our mats and walk. Get up, take up our mats and walk means that we need to recognize our part in our transformation, our part on our healing journey. Spiritual growth doesn't, mean, doesn't come about when we just sit there and wait for something to happen. If we do not invest the time, energy and commitment to do, to to the, the journey and the process needed for our growth, then the growth won't happen. A pilgrimage isn't like a tour where you hop onto the tour bus and let the tour guide and the driver bring you to your next destination. That's a holiday. You know, that's buying a, a tour package from Chan Brothers. A pilgrimage requires our participation on that journey. Likewise, spiritual growth cannot come about if you just come to church on Sunday and expect a transformation. It is like going to the gym and just sitting down there and expect muscles to grow without lifting weights. Church is supposed to be a spiritual gym. And I think that sometimes people say, I'm not growing spiritually. Have you been doing quiet time? Have you been praying? Have you... You know, spend time reading. There are a few books I can recommend. I have no time for that. Yeah. Then how? And then I want to invite people to say, you need to invest the time to do that. Then there will be results. Unfortunately, you know, we know a lot of people who have gym memberships. I was one of them who never go to the gym. You know, as though the gym membership, I don't even get my ass to the gym. I think that there will be transformation. I just bought the membership. But I think that that's the, the, the kind of um, struggle that we have, right? We think that some actions will lead us to, to do it, but we don't invest the time and energy to actually follow through. My follow-through, I admit, is very poor. So I want to invite you to think about you know, investing the time and energy of course, we're not going to ask you to do something like, you know, um, that's, that's crazy, right? That, that is asking you to, to do too much. But just a little. And you'll see that you'll bear fruits. Also, it's difficult to see spiritual growth. If you go to a gym and you go often enough, you'll see transformation in your body. 
But spiritual transformation is hard to see unless someone points it out for you. Like someone able to tell you, I noticed that you have grown in this way. I noticed that you've been a lot more patient. I noticed, maybe your partner say, I noticed that you've been less angry nowadays. Or your temper, you are more patient with things. You don't flare up as often. But that requires someone to notice and it's hard to see ourselves. And so, of course, that's, that doesn't give us the, the motivation to, 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 to do the work. But as we are starting 2024, I want to encourage you so that we do that journey and at the end of 2024, we can reflect. And we can help, we can reflect for each other as well, right? We are developing programs this year to get us on this pilgrimage. If you want to grow spiritually, we want to invite you to participate in them. During the season of Lent, we will, will be our first series, right? It is, uh, it's, not, it's going to be require reflection and some work, but it's not going to be onerous. It's going to be something that's low-hanging fruit. So I invite you to, to take part right, when we announce those uh, programs and really encourage you to. Right? That, will be, that will really help. And I just think that, you know, just starting on one, will probably, at the end of the year, you'll probably say, oh, I do notice some growth. The amount of growth likely will depend on how much you invest and how much you put in, right? So, I want to skip through this part because I already mentioned. It is very common for us to give reasons why we cannot do something. And it got me, even my, my, for myself, right, not just... Um, gym membership. It took me a while to get started on Pilates because I've been told that that will help my back pain. Right? And now I can tell you I've been doing Pilates for five years and my back pain has almost been eliminated. Even though I sat on a plane for like seven, eight hours and, and even though I sat on train rides for four or five hours continuously without getting up, I did not experience back pain. And in the past, I've given myself the excuse, too expensive, no time and all that. Well, now I know that it is effective. I'm committed to it. The first thing I came back in Singapore, I booked, the, I booked my class uh, with my instructor. I think that that's something that, you know, um, we will need to first invest in our energy and time to see a little bit of results and then we will get more and more committed to it. The problem is that the, the, the time required to get that result seen um, is, can be significant, la. it can be a couple of months, so we give up halfway. Right? It also took me this trip right, to realise that I need to take time to nurture my own spiritual growth so that I can better take care of your spiritual growth so that I do not burn out and so that I can better nurture all of you. Do you want to be made well? But there's so much things to take care of here. What will happen when I, you know, when I take leave and go off? Do you want to be made well? But what will happen with Molly? That's the question I was wrestling within um, in late October, November, right? How can I just go on leave like that? Do you want to make, be made well? And then I realised I needed to have the faith and to take up my mat and walk. I needed to have the faith that God will be here. 
It's not me that's doing the work. God is the one doing the work. And I needed the time away so that I get the nourishment that I need. Then I can feed others. If I don't grow, you don't grow. If I don't learn new things, you don't learn new things. And I think that that's the same for you. To have the faith and step up. And you may, I mean, for the five of you who say, no, I don't want to go spiritually in 24, that's fine. That's owning your decision. For those of you who, are, who say, yes, I want to go spiritually, aha, you may also say, I need to focus on my work, my career, my family, my relationship. I have no time. There's too much energy. I'm, I'm you know, pursuing further studies, no time. Then, while you want to grow spiritually, that is prioritized lower than these other things. And I do believe that there are times that we need to focus on some other things in our lives. We may choose to focus you know, um, on developing our career, especially when you are just out of um, school, right? But I think that these need to be intentional decisions. Kudos to the five people who said no. And we need to own those decisions if we say, no, this is not what I'm going to invest my time in this year. And that's okay. Too often we feel that it's not okay. We want to virtue signal and we all say yes. Right? It's the right thing to say, right? Who, who sh who's so silly to say, I don't want to go spiritually in 2024? I want to affirm those five of you who said no. Because you made an intentional choice. For the 37 of us who say yes, then I need to ask some more. Now, how, where do you prioritize this? How much time will you and energy will you carve out for this? It needs to be intentional. It's not just saying yes. And it's not virtue signaling. And I want to encourage that. Let's be honest with ourselves. We want to be a community, not virtue signalers. We want to be a community who are intentional about what we do. Right? So when we look back in 2024, we own the decision. For the five, you know, no spiritual growth, fine. That's what we chose, right? But for the 37, we need to think, we need to, when, at the end of 2024, we need to ask ourselves, did we invest our time and energy and, to do that if we did not end up growing spiritually? Because I believe that intention is very important. Rather than at the end of the year, we arrived, we had, and then, oh, I did not grow spiritually. And we did not even know why we did not grow spiritually. Just like last year, 2023. Or even worse, right? Come out with excuses why we did not grow. We don't need excuses. We need to own our decisions and, be, and say, intention, this is our intention for the year. So, do you want to grow spiritually in 2024? Then what is required, if you say yes, are these. A willingness, willingness, willingness to prioritize this and put the commitment there. Not asking you to drop everything in your life and, 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 and go on a journey uh, or, or go to Iona or something, right? It is intentional. It's setting that goal. It is when we run programs, you come for it. And I'm going to tell you, no excuses and say, oh, the timing don't match. Because we are going to give you multiple options. 
right? And cannot tell me that none of these work for me. Then we need to prioritize. If I give you three dates and all three dates don't work, then I have a, you know, maybe you want to reprioritize certain things. And maybe you need to think, you know what? I have so much on my plate this year. There's so much going on with my family. The, my, one of my family members is on poor health and I'm struggling in my career and all that. Then be intentional and say, you know what? This is not an area on focus in 2024. That's okay. And then, and also, but along with that is to express that out so we can support you in different ways. If you have too much on your plate, then actually you need support from the community as well. Reach out. We are here for you. You know, I know caregiving is a very, very, you know, it's a, it, it, can, it can wear us out. The past year has worn me out in some way, right? And I know some of you struggle with that, with elderly parents and all that. We are here for you. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's just a listening ear to complain to, it helps. So please, you know, for those of you who, who feel that there's too much on your plate, I put it out there for you. So one is willingness. Two is commitment. And what I've learned is, I'm not going to ask too much of you. Right? We realize that what actually works is to set some expectations. Right? That's why our, our sprout groups are only six months long. We, ask, we invite you to commit to a group, a cell group that is six, you know, that has six months um, time frame. Because it's easy to commit to and you don't, we, we know what we're committing to. In the past, we have cell groups that have no, no time frame. Then it's almost commitment for life. And that's, and that's a big commitment to put into. And commit to a group of people that you don't know? Hmm, a lot of questions. So we have redesigned our, how we do community here. But the interesting thing is that after six months, you know, more often than not, the people want to stay and continue on. And that's good. I think that that's a, a way that we have realised how we can change things and switch things up so that it's easier for everyone. So commitment, inviting you to commit to um, going the long haul for this year, right? Three is vulnerability. It requires us to be vulnerable, to reach out for help, to admit when we don't know what's going on, to admit that we need help, to admit that we're wrong, to admit that we don't know. These are values that will help us grow spiritually. And, and that adventure, that open mind to allow ourselves to adventure. Right? That's, that's one of the things I enjoy most. You know, I don't know what's going to happen next. And that's okay. Because I know God, is, God has my back. And I see glimpses of those God signaling like, I'm here, don't worry. Yeah. That's why I'm not, in, I'm not freaking out when too many things are happening at the same time. I trust. I believe that you can get there too and you can get to a place where you're not anxious. You can get a place where you're confident that you'll be okay because God is with you. But that requires the, the, the trust. 
It's like the trust fall. You know that someone has your back, then you can do it. I, I, I can be honest with you, I've never successfully done a trust fall. I always bend my knees and then you know, fall in the wrong way because I don't trust. I have that huge fear. You know? So, yeah. But I hope that we can grow that, that trust that God has our back. So, I want to invite you on a pilgrimage today, short one, with a retreat, uh, with a ritual that I learned on the retreat. So this is me at the Bay of uh, St. Columba, and Columbus Bay, right? Uh, where St. Columba, the founder of Iona Abbey, was believed to have landed in 563 CE, right? That really, that, that was that long ago that, that he arrived um, on the island, right? So it was, uh, this bay is filled with pebbles, um, you can see at the back, you know, uh, where the green ends, it's all pebbles. And the facilitator invited us, right, to pick up two pebbles. One is for something that we want to let go of, something that we want to leave behind. The other is something that we want to carry with us and something that we want to have, something we want to hold on to. Of course, it's not easy to replicate the experience because we have hiked one and a half hours through the wind and the drizzle and the terrain and cutting through um, uh, mud and all that. Uh, but I think that if we ground ourselves, we can get something out of this, right? So what happened there was after we got the, the pebble that we wanted to, or something that we want to leave behind or let go of, we are told to cast it into the sea and then turn away, holding on to the pebble that we want to, want to, something that we want to get and hold on to and carry with us, and walk, um, walk away from the bay, right? Um, and, and not look back. So I want you to imagine that picture that you are there, right? And using Menti, um, so I'm trying to facilitate this using Menti, and this is totally anonymous, uh, what is it that you want to let go of or leave behind? You may want to key it into the mentee. That's an invitation. You may want to write it down. You might want to make a note for yourselves. But it's I think that it's good to know what you are carrying that you actually don't want to carry. Because there's a lot of things that we actually carry uh, that is excess baggage we don't need that is actually holding us back. And this invitation is to be able to identify what is it that we want to leave behind, what we want to let go of. Arrogance, entitlement, resentment, self-doubt, past hurts, fear of people, belly fat, yes? Poor boundaries, non-mutual friendships, prejudice, ungrounded suspicions, addiction, detrimental part of me, ego, people-pleasing, anger and bias. Thank you. Thank you for sharing so much. Um, and I think that th that's probably why the power of Menti, right? The anonymity allows you to be very vulnerable, right? Guilt, guilt is something that's 
popping out big anxieties, financial anxiety, being accommodating, shame, comparing. These are the things that we want to let go of and leave behind. And I believe that the ritual was very helpful because it was intentional. It was making us name what we do not want to carry anymore and gave us permission to let go of it. That's the kind of journey that we are on. We may not be able to just like the rock throw and then it's gone and left behind. Eh? That's also so drama, right? Am I still holding on to the things I want to throw in? Yes, I'm still holding on to some piece of it. But the process has started for me to work on letting go. It is the starting. The very start of anything is naming it. Once we have named the very thing that we want to let go of, it helps us be intentional. When the next time guilt or shame crops up, we realise that's the thing I want to work on this year to let go of. And throughout this year, and this is something that I, I, I feel Pauline and I are here for you as your pastors. You have definitely have the, I don't even think it's entitlement now. You have the right to approach us and go, Miak or Pauline, I want to work with letting go of self-doubt. We are here for you. We'll walk with you. But we cannot do the work for you. We cannot magically wave our hands and somehow whatever you want to let go of, it suddenly disappears. But we certainly have resources to help you work through that. You want to work through addiction? I have resources too. That is that journeying. And I think that our community doesn't just, doesn't just have Myak and Pauline. We have many, many great experienced leaders here who are able to walk with you. Reach out to us. We want to walk with each other to that growth. Invitation, huh? The second question is, after you cast away that rock, that pebble, now this is... This pebble that you're holding on to, that you're carrying with you through this year, what is it that you want to carry with you on your journey? What is it that you want to carry with you on that journey? What is it that is almost that light that guides you, right? I mean, those of you who are Lord of the Rings fans will resonate with me, I hope, that um, Galadriel gave a vow of light, right, um, from the star um, to Frodo. Is it Frodo? Who got the, yeah, Frodo got the light from, from, the light from Elan, uh, Elandriel, right? And the light that will shine in the darkest places. I think that we, there are things that we carry that will shine They'll help us 
in the times that we are desperate, the times when we feel alone. The biggest one I see is love. Yeah. Love my enemies, write my book, ambition and determination, growth mindset, trust, peace, compassion, courage, surrender, gratefulness, patience, Jesus, yes. I think that has guided me all along when I had to wrestle with difficult questions. Self-love, walk with God, forgiveness. And some of these things are actually the antidotes to what we actually want to cast away. Self-love is the way forward against shame. Right? But it needs to be applied somehow in a proper way. Self-love not as uh, the selfish self-centeredness. They are different things. Thank you. I hope that as we embark on this year of intentional nurturing of ourselves, this year, that at the end of this year, that you can look back and say, I have grown and I have transformed. As I said already, we will put in programs, one. Two, you can always reach out to us. Right? If you have made an intention that I want to do this, reach out to us. And maybe there are a few people who also have the same intention. And when I will go like, you know what? There are five of you. Why don't we form a group, a, a group to walk together mutually on our journey? A group of pilgrims on the way. I don't know. I'm open because I'm surrendering all to God. God is leading here. I don't want to direct too much. I'll create the opportunities. The rest is up to you, right? More than 2,000 years ago, many people saw the star overhead. But out of the many, it was just a few who made that journey to Bethlehem. And we call them the wise ones. So, may we be the wise ones who made that journey that God has invited us to be on as well. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Miak, for the challenge in the beginning of 2024. Uh, you know, New Year's are a time to take stock of where we've been and where we want to go. So I think this message is very timely for us, uh, reminding us that we are on this journey, uh, not just as individuals, but as a community as well. And, and so we come to a time of communion, and this is food for the journey. You know, most churches don't do this every week, but we do, right? Because we feel this is a ritual that's very important. You know, it's a reminder of God's love reminder of God's forgiveness, of God's grace. And it's something we just need to be reminded of regularly that gives us that strength for the journey. So I hope this hasn't become so familiar to you that you're just, ah yeah, just drink and forget about it. 
I would invite you today to really meditate on the meaning of what you are eating and drinking here and what we are saying so that this ritual takes on new life for you in this year. So as we gather each Sunday at this table, even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due God's name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of God's holiness. It is good, good to, to praise, praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. For you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The Lord is righteous in all God's ways and loving towards all God has made. The Lord is near to all who call on God and all who call on God in truth. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed, Blessed are, the are the pure in heart, for they, they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we partake of the one loaf. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me.
Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. May I now invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. For those of you who are at home or watching online, um, now would be a good time for you to get your own elements to represent the bread and the wine so we can all partake together. And for those who are new with us, please hold on to the elements when you receive them, and we will all take at the same time. Is this not the kind of communion the Lord has chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them. Then, then our, our light will, will break forth like, like the dawn, dawn and, and our, our healing, healing will, will quickly appear. appear. Then our righteousness will go before us, and the glory of the Lord will be our rear guard. Then we will call, and the Lord will answer. We will cry for help, and God will say, Here am I. 
Let us eat and drink of this bread and wine, remembering the gift of salvation and the call to give ourselves to the needs of others. Let us partake together. May I invite you to rise in body or in spirit and join me in the prayer of communion. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that we may declare the praises of God who called us out of darkness into God's glorious light. We will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. We will sing of you among the peoples, for great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Amen. Please be seated. You can pass your cups to the aisles and stewards will come around to collect them. So uh, welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. FCC is an inclusive church. That means you're welcome here regardless of your sexual orientation, your gender identity, economic status, or theological background, or any of the labels the world puts on you. So to those of you who come here all the time and those of you joining us for the first time, welcome home. Uh, my name is David. I'm the service leader today. So I think there's a financial update. Okay, okay. Uh, financial update, yes. Okay. So uh, it's the beginning of the month, so we're going to report on our state of our finances for actually for last year, for 2023. Um, so uh, after the sermon, I think we had on money, uh, the, there was a slight increase in the giving in December, so I really do thank you all for doing that. Uh, unfortunately, the bad news was we actually ended with a deficit, so we were about $20,000 below the budget um, from where we needed to be. I think we all kind of anticipated this was going to happen. Um, thankfully, we do have reserves that were able to cover that. But in this coming year, we are trying to collect a little bit more to cover that um, deficit that we had in 2023. And um, one piece of good news is that this year in 2024, there will not be a building fund per se. Okay, We are now going to have a renovation fund. So this is very important for all of you who are regular donors. Um, if you have set up a standing instruction to give to the general fund, which general fund, of course, goes to our operation expenses, majority of it goes to our staff salaries, and then the building fund, please change that to the renovation fund. Okay, so any standing instruction to building fund, change to renovation fund. And you also see on the, the chairs in front of you, there are now three stickers. Okay, one of them is the general fund, one of them is building fund, don't use that one, okay? and then one of them is the renovation fund. So for 2024, we are trying to raise about $100,000 for the renovation fund. Now, what this money will go to exactly we has yet to be defined. right? We do not know the scope of the renovation, and that's why we are having um, certain meetings called the Cloud Project to figure out what we want to do with the space. So if you would like to be part of that, we do have an announcement for that later. But just anyway, financially, just so you know where we are going with that. Okay, so as usual, there's two ways to give. 
Um, you can give by PayNow by scanning the QR codes on the screen or on the chairs in front of you. Or you can give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. And uh, as this is 2024, I once again really encourage all of you who regularly donate to set up a standing instruction rather than scanning this thing week after week after week. And the reason for that is so that our finances can be a little more stable. I think we've seen over the years, you know, some months we get a lot, some months we don't make enough. So it's very up and down, and it makes it very difficult for us to plan or to even meet our expenses when we have this sort of very variable kind of income. So I'm really hoping for this year that our members can commit to um, just figure out what you want to give at the beginning of the year, set up a standing instruction, and then you can almost forget about it for the rest of the year. You know, it just help us to have a stable income. Uh, now please join me as we pray for the offering. Dear God, we commit 2024 into your hands. Lord, you've sustained us this far for 20 years. Lord, we trust you to continue to sustain this ministry so that we can be that salt and that light of your love and your grace, especially to those in the LGBT community who do not find welcome in other places, but Lord, can, be, can worship freely here as themselves. Lord, help us to be that safe space, Lord, that's inclusive and welcoming. And Lord, um, we, may you bless all those who give and use it for the extension of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, may I now invite the ushers to come forward and collect the offering. If you're here on site and you want to drop some cash into the bag, just raise your hand and the ushers will come to you. So while they're going around, uh, we do have a few announcements. Um, okay, so the, this first announcement is about the Chinese ministry. So um, for those, this is, uh, I can't really read it because my Chinese isn't that good. But uh, what I understand is that it's, an, it's a continuation of some of the studies that were held last year. And um, it will be on the 9th of January, 23rd of January, 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Um, today, we will also have the Cloud Project Workshop number two. And this is uh, going to be at 1.30 to 3.30 today, here. Uh, and it's, also, it's actually the way we are going to sort of reimagine what this space can be, uh, what are the ministry potentials of it, what we want it to do for us as a community and for others. So please do join us. Last time, it was really fun. We got to sketch, we got to draw. It was super creative. So you don't miss out. Come at 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. today here. Okay, SEED is a program called Settle Easily, Engage Deeply, and it's kind of like an intro-level course to FCC. So if you're new uh, and you would like to find out more about who we are, our history, what we believe theologically, then you can join SEED, and it will be starting on the 14th of January, Sunday, right after the service. It's a four-session class designed to help people who are new to the church um, get plugged into the church. So email info at freecomchurch.org if you want to join on the 14th of January. Okay, we will be screening a movie. Uh, the, I guess this is the world premiere of this movie, 1946. And this movie is about how the word homosexual was inserted into many of the English 
biblical translations in 1946, and then the theological implications that came out of that. In fact, a lot of discrimination actually stemmed from this use of this translation. And so this will be a very interesting documentary on, um, on this topic. And we'll be screening it here on the 14th of January at 1 p.m. I think it's $5 a ticket, but everyone's welcome to come. So please sign up at fcc.ly slash 1946. And today we have lunch khakis as well. So today's lunch khaki will be Chua. Uh, Chua's at the back waving the fan. <laughs> so it, if you are new to FCC and you still haven't met a lot of people and you would like to um, someone to have lunch with after the service, then go look for Chua and um, Chua will bring you to the local coffee shop for lunch. Okay, lastly, um, for those of you who would like to attend Molly's funeral, the funeral service will be held this evening at 5.15 at Mandai Crematorium Hall Number 4. Okay, so please be there at 5.15 this evening. And now I invite the worship team to come up for the closing song. Shall we rise, if you're willing and able? So now you have a plan for Miak, and you have been fed through communion. Let us bless you with a song. A uh, gentle reminder that um, the Lord's unfailing love and faithfulness will always be running after you. Okay? I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God and all my life all my life you have been faithful and all my life and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice You have led me through the fire In darkest night You are close like no other I've known you as a savior known you as a friend oh I have lived in the goodness of God and all my life and all my life you have been faithful and all my life and all my life you have been so 
God of love and goodness, thank you for your faithfulness throughout our lives. God, even today, in this new year, your love and goodness is running after us. And as our form of gratitude in response to your love, God, we want to intentionally choose to join work with you, to cooperate with you in our growth, in our transformation. So now go. Go as God's dearly beloved people, surrounded by God's goodness into this new year, that you may truly grow in the image of God the way that you have been created to as God's love and goodness goes with you both now and forever. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for our very first service of 2024. Go and may God's goodness and blessing go with you. God bless you. Thank you.